All right, guys, welcome back to Shades of Strong, where we are talking about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong black woman. And of course, I am the lovely Cheryl. And we have the lovely Natty joining us. Hey, Natty. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I can't help myself. We're so lovely. Right. <laughs> Just lovely, lovely, lovely. And we, we are. are back with another wonderful episode. Unfortunately, yes. our guest was not able to make it, so Natty and I are going to take on the topic that she was scheduled to talk about, and that is emotional spending and the strong Black woman. As always, we are going to share our experiences and do our best to impart some wisdom. So, hit us up, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Shades of Strong across all platforms. Shadesofstrong.com is the website if you would like to leave us a voice message. If you would like to send us an email, we are at hi at shadesofstrong.com. Today we are talking about emotional spending, what it is, how to recognize your triggers, and why it affects the strong black woman. I guess we kind of want to start out with what is emotional spending. Like Natty, when you hear the word the words emotional spending like what's the first thing that comes to mind it makes me think of some something that's akin to emotional eating mm-hmm. like uh when things go sideways and um you can as people say eat your feelings i've never been the type of person to do that when something goes sideways for me i end up just i end up not eating which is also not healthy, but it makes me think of that. So things are not going super great. So I've got a little bit of money in my pocket, so I'm going to go spend it as opposed to saving it. I'm thinking about when I was in my mid-20s and I was a young single mom. There was a lot of stress, a lot of trauma going on in my life at that time and I'm not saying that this is a good or a bad thing or anything like that but it just makes me think of this when I when I hear the word emotional spending there were times where if I had it if I had extra money I would take my son to McDonald's you know just because like oh let's go to McDonald's I think I used to also go to there was a Chick-fil-a down the street and I would go there a lot take him there a lot too or if I had a little extra, extra money, I, I feel like we always, I would take him out to eat. And I just said, oh, well, when things are going bad, I wouldn't really eat. Well, I wasn't really eating a whole lot in general, but I was spending money outside of like getting groceries, which I would do. And that kind of thing it was like, hey, let's go to McDonald's. Yeah, let's go to McDonald's. And so we would, we did that a, a lot. And I've noticed sometimes now, it's not necessarily when things are going super bad, but sometimes I have a difficult time just saving when it gets to be toward the end of a pay period. And so it's, a very, it's very weird and it doesn't happen all the time, but there'll be times where we're coming to an end of a pay period and I have a little bit of extra money and I just want to go spend it at Starbucks. You know, it's weird. It's like, 
why am I, I could, I could just not do this. I could just save the money, but now it's like, oh, I've got to, let me go do this. So it's, it's a weird thing. And I have thought about it fairly often over the last several months. And so I don't know exactly why I'm doing that. Because like I said, it's not like anything's really stressful per se is going on. It's almost, it's just like this thing. And I'm wondering if it's connected to, you know, just old habits or something like that. But yeah, that's, that's what I think of. I feel like it's, it's just like, if someone were an emotional eater or an emotional something else, or I don't know, it's, that's what I think of when I think of emotional spending. It's so funny because that's the first thing I think of too. When, when I hear the word emotional spending, I always think about emotional eating. Mm, and that's mm-hmm. because I am an emotional eater. It's a habit I'm trying to get out of, but I am definitely an emotional eater. When things aren't going right in my life, I feel overwhelmed or always run to like ice cream and junk food and all of that. And Mm. so emotional spending for me is similar to that because I feel like emotional spending in its simplest form is when you are, when you feel the urge to buy things with the hopes that it will make you feel better about whatever emotional pain you're experiencing at that time. I used to be so bad at that, but thank God for deliverance and lack of money. Yeah. <laughs> lack of, you know what? Yeah, that lack of money, it's, it's helpful. Deliverance <laughs> and lack of money. <laughs> but I can remember right. being in maybe my mid-20s, living with my mom, who was married at the time. And whenever she and her now ex-husband would have a disagreement or get into an argument or whatever, girl, let me tell you something. On Saturday morning, she would grab that checkbook and we would spend all day writing checks and shopping. Wow. What a life. We would spend all day, like we would just be in the mall just buying stuff and we would come back with bags of things. And he would know because we did it all the time. The emotional spending wasn't me. It was my mom. That was her way of coping with whatever was going on at that time. So I think she kind of taught me that that's how you're supposed to handle it. So I took that with me as I left her home. When things weren't quite right in my life, I would always find a way to spend money. And I can remember even my two youngest daughters grabbing them up when they were in high school and say, hey, let's go to wherever. And we would go panty shopping. We would go to Hollister's. And I mean, we would spend Like we would spend so much money. So like my mom taught me, I taught them. So that's what emotional spending is. It's buying things with the hopes of trying to make yourself feel better about whatever emotional pain you're experiencing in that moment. So what does emotional spending have to do with the black with the black woman and why do we need to separate it from other races and ethnicities? Glad you asked. Yes, tell us. So here's the deal. There's this whole strong black woman, superwoman syndrome where women are walking around, or black women are walking around feeling like they got to have an S on their chest and donning themselves with a cape. And so yeah. just from personal experience, I can, I can tell you that being in, living in that space, residing in that space, it causes so much overwhelm and frustration. Yeah, and yeah, oftentimes yeah. when the Black woman is living 
living under that whole superwoman syndrome where she's got to be everything to everybody, she often seeks peace and refuge. And guess what? Retail therapy. Yep. 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 That, that is sounds what about we right. do because we yep. are looking for something. We're looking for, we're looking to be able to escape whatever is going on in our life at that moment. And so how many times have you heard people say, I need retail therapy? Yeah. I yeah. need some retail therapy. And they head straight to the mall or they go to Amazon.com and don't yep. let it be prime month or whatever that month is. And they go shopping. And so some have even gone so far as to go to car dealership. But the, the bottom wow, line I thought only is, middle-aged men did that. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> we out here doing the same thing. But the thing is, is that she or we are looking for something to comfort us mentally and emotionally. The deeper the pain, the heftier the price tag wow, yeah. for that comfort. Yeah. It's just like, just like the whole emotional eating thing. When you think about it, I try to eat until I feel better. Uh And then uh when I don't feel better, I go to sleep. So my thing is eating and sleeping. So it's the same thing with spending. You try and spend until you feel better. You feel better, yeah. But it it absolutely never happens. What happens is when you go out and you spend that money, you end up regretting it. And then what? You feel worse. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. That's just reality. So... What we, what we want to do is get to a place where we recognize those things that cause us to engage in emotional spending. So let's talk about being overwhelmed and feeling under, because these are some of the things that I, I think the, the traditional or stereotypical strong Black woman experience, feelings of overwhelm. She, she feels like nobody values the, the work that she's doing, being it outside the home or inside the home. She mm-hmm. often feels neglected. She feels angry because nobody is valuing the work that she's doing. And then because everything that she does revolves around someone else, she feels disconnected. So mm-hmm. again, the greater the pain that she's experiencing, the higher the price tag for that spending. So I, I'm just up here talking so natty. <laughs> You're fine. You're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) So, Daddy, what do you think? I mean, just from my own personal experience, I know I've been, like I told you, my daughters and I, we have gone out and we have spent hundreds of dollars in in one evening after work. And the intent was to go in the store and buy some slippers or some underwear or something. But we come out and have spent hundreds of dollars because I wasn't in a happy place at that time. So what do you think some things that we could do differently? when it comes to those emotions that we're experiencing? Well, first of all, let me just say that I, I don't even know exactly what that kind of life is about because, wow, I, I was really broke. I was broke a lot. So when I was spending money, I didn't even have hundreds of dollars. If I had, oh dear, I would have been in a really bad shape because I probably would have done the exact same thing. But I, ugh, I would go, I would take myself out on dates. So like my son's dad would get him every other weekend for the weekend. And so it was just me and my mom then. And so on Saturdays, I would just go out into the city by myself and I would take myself to lunch. I would take myself window shopping. And I remember sometimes I would buy a little something. And by a little something, I usually mean 
I like a book or some sort of even back then like some a journal or some some pens and make, I was I was always into that kind of stuff and then I would make plans I would look I would go window shopping and if I saw some shoes or piece of clothing that I really liked I would you know make a mental note to come back at a later date and get those things and so I didn't I, it wasn't that I was trying to discipline myself. It was just that I was broke, you know? So, but the, the thing that ended up happening is I, that was another habit that I developed. I ended up always kind of saying, okay, well, I, didn't, I don't make a whole lot of impulse buys. I make more impulse buys now than I, than I ever have, but I didn't ever make a lot of impulse buys. I would see, even when I had the money, I would see, if it was something that I had looked at before, I would go back when I had the money. And a lot of times I didn't even want the thing anymore. And then there were times when I would go back and I, yeah, I still want those shoes. And so I would buy them and I wouldn't feel this bit bad about it. It's like, I sat here and waited a month to get these shoes. So I'm fine. But I would say that maybe that is a strategy that can be employed in general. I don't think that's a bad strategy to have. I think it can be healthy. If you are going out and you're window shopping and then you're looking around, you're seeing a bunch of stuff. I do it a lot now because I can literally walk to Target, and so I go to I go to Target a lot. And I don't need all that stuff in Target. I, you, that whole entire store is like, ooh, I want to buy this, I want to buy that. So because I can walk to Target and I so I go there a lot. I'm like, okay, I really like this thing, or I really like that thing. So I don't buy it right then. I say to myself, okay, well, I'm going to wait until, you know, next week. And I'll come back. And when I come back, if it's still here and I still want it, then I'll get it. But I, if I come back and it's gone, oh, well. Or if I come back and it's still here, I might not want it anymore. I might want something else or whatever. That is something that I started doing in my, in my 20s. And I was just doing it because I was broke. So I would wait till I get some more money. But it just, it ended up working out so that I don't do, I wasn't doing a lot of, as I would get more money, I was not ever going out and doing a lot of impulse shopping. I'm real strange like that. I can go window shopping, not a dollar in my pocket, and I don't feel the least bit bad. It's like, oh, I like that. Okay, I'll come back and look at it again later. I know there are people that, feel bad if they go window shopping and they don't have the money to get what they want. But that was for whatever reason that, that just wasn't me. So I think that's one of the things that maybe we could, we could employ as a way to kind of practice not giving into the overwhelm instead of feeling bad about, Oh, I want this thing or feeling bad about going window shopping in general, just, enjoy yourself go out there and, and look at things if that's something that makes you feel better that was something that always made me feel better honestly I really did it always lifted my mood and to be you know truth be told I was in a bad mood I was like severely depressed most of the time back then so that always lifted my mood so do the thing that that lifts your mood but when it comes to like oh, I'm gonna pull out this debit card I'm gonna pull out this credit card just take a step back and and say okay I really like this dress it's not like i'm going to wear it tomorrow though because maybe i'm not so what i'll do is i'll come back next week or two weeks from now and see if i still want it 
And that's, that's something that can get rid of the, all of the guilt of buying things because it isn't an impulse buy at that point. If you go back two weeks from late, you know, two weeks later and get it, that was an impulse. That was, Hey, you, you made a, a decision to wait. And then after the allotted time you went and got it. And that's, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. Now I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't see anything wrong with that. But I think that's something that can, in, in, in time, help with not giving in to overwhelm. Because I know now that, like I said, I do some impulse spending now, but it's not ever when, oh, I just feel horrible. It's usually just because, oh, I've got some extra money to burn, so I just want to burn it. But I think the reason why I don't do that when I'm stressed is because I got into that habit early on. Again, got into it because I was broke most of the time. But it ended up having a good effect on me. So that wasn't just throwing my money away all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think those those are very good points because I think what, what you're describing falls under the definition of impulse buying. And I've been guilty of that as well. But I'm gonna tell you, you know what works for me, Natty, when I'm in the store and I see things that I that I want to buy. And I'll just rack up all these dresses or whatever, and I'll hold them in my arm, and I'll and I'll just keep walking around the store. Mm-hmm. And eventually, after walking around there a couple of times, I realize, girl, you don't need that right now. Put that back, girl. I've done the same thing. I'm like, let me put this this thing back. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's like, you really do kind of start trimming down. It's like, oh, good. I didn't buy nearly as much as I thought I would. Right. And so, so that definitely helps if you can find something to, to, I guess, kind of distract you from the moment. Like even if I'm doing online shopping, because I love Amazon, if I'm doing Mm -hmm. online shopping, I might let it sit in a basket for a little while. Oh yeah. And then it's just like, by the time you come back to your saved cart or whatever, you're like, girl, you don't even need that. Girl, I, that's ex- that's literally how I shop online. Like I will have stuff in my Amazon cart for months. I'll have stuff in my Sephora cart, in my in my in my Target cart. Because even though I can walk to Target, I have a cart online too. That's just ridiculous. But yes, I do. <laughs> it's like I'll have stuff just sitting there forever jet pens is one of my favorite 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 places to shop and so i will because i love like stationery and supplies not supplies and stuff so i will have stuff in my jet pens cart for months and then then eventually i'll pull the trigger you know but in that those months i go back every couple every week or so and it's like okay let me remove that from my cart and put it to save for later and so by the time I finally buy whatever's in my cart, it does not look anything like what I initially put in my cart, you know, two months ago. <laughs> so sometimes you just take, sometimes you just need to take a minute to think about it. Yeah, do I, yeah. Do I really need this? And by minute, I, I don't mean like a literal, literal 60 seconds, but just take some time to think about, mm-hmm. you know, do I really need this thing that, I, that I'm yeah. about to spend this huge amount of money on? Because at the end the of the day... Am- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to just say that, you know, the, because those bigger amounts can be really dangerous. Oh yes. Um, Like you said, you end up feeling really bad about what you spent or whatever. But the, the other thing that I, that I value that, um, that I like that I did for myself when I was in my twenties 
And I didn't realize that I was doing it, you know, or that there was any good to it. But just taking myself out on those little dates, you know, because a cup of coffee is going to be a lot cheaper than a whole new outfit, you know what I mean? Or even just going out and getting a sweet tea from a from fast food place and then just going window shopping, you know, at, and then you go home, you spent a dollar twenty-five as opposed to a hundred twenty-five dollars. So, you know, to to battle that sense of overwhelm, I think taking yourself out on on those dates can be really on a regular good. basis. You're saying on a regular basis. Gotcha. I think that too can be seen as a you know considered a form of self care because you're giving yourself time and permission to do something that you enjoy. I really, you know, and I, maybe it's because I'm an introvert, so I was fine with, you know, I was fine with being, doing things alone anyway. I liked going out for taking myself out for lunch. Like, I don't mind sitting alone at a restaurant or anything like that because I'm on, in my own little world anyway. And especially nowadays, this was back when I was in my 20s. Nowadays, you got your phone, so it's like, you can really ignore, <laughs> you know, for better or worse, you can ignore everybody because you can just be on your phone. So it's not, there's not some weird stigma about being alone at a restaurant, you know, but I think that can be really healthy or it, it, it doesn't even have to be, you know, taking yourself out to eat. Like I would go to Barnes and Noble and I still do this because I can also walk to Barnes and Noble now. I'll just walk over there and grab a book or grab a few magazines and sit there for an hour and just look through the magazines and read the book, you know, and I can walk out having not bought anything. And it's really okay. I mean, of course there are libraries where you do that too, but I can't walk to the library. But yeah, so it's, you know, taking yourself out to enjoy yourself, it doesn't always, it doesn't have to involve spending a lot of money. But I also don't think if you spend a little bit of money on yourself that you're doing something wrong. If it means that after you've gone out, you feel a little bit, you feel a little bit better. You don't feel as overwhelmed. You don't feel as sad or discouraged. So I think it's just about finding what the, what the balance is and knowing exactly why or what's motivating you to spend whatever money you're spending if you're spending some money. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, emotional spending, impulse buying, all of that will leave you in a financial hole. And, it, and you don't want that. And it doesn't necessarily help you deal with whatever triggered the spending mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. And not only that, remember how I told you that my mama took me shopping and then I took my girl shopping? Yeah. It breeds financial dysfunction. And then that dysfunction is passed down to our children and our children's children and their children. Ergo, generational curses. Yeah. yeah. So we have to do a better job with because whether you know it or not, like my mom probably didn't even know. I'm teaching this girl that this is how she's supposed to handle her emotions. And when I was telling, taking my children out, because I didn't even recognize that, that I was, it was emotional spending. I didn't realize that I was teaching my girl, this is how you deal with, deal with life and things are going well. Just grab a credit card and go shopping. Mm-hmm. So if you want, it's, for me, it's all about legacy. Like what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? And if you want to leave a legacy that you can be proud of and that your children can be proud of, you got to get that emotional spending under control. And the only way to do that is recognize your triggers, 
what is that thing or things that make you say, hey, girl, I need some retail therapy? Like, what is that in you that that says I need to go spend some money to feel better about my life right now? It could be stress. It could be maybe you had a hard day at work and you just really need a breather. And you just like, let me just go run and buy this dress or these shoes because I know it'll it'll make me feel better. It could be you getting a call from your child's school saying so-and-so punched somebody in the face and then that triggers you and you need something to feel better. Or it can be an argument with your spouse or your significant other. Yeah. So what, what you have to do is recognize, be able to recognize what is that thing or thing that triggers you to say, oh, I need to spend money. When you can recognize that, that's when you can begin to break that cycle and then you not passing that dis- that financial dysfunction down to your children and then hopefully they won't pass it down to their children. And so in doing that, once you've recognized what that trigger is, then you have to find ways to cope with it. And, and Natty, you mentioned a lot of that when you talked about you take yourself out on uh, take yourself out on a date. So in recognizing the triggers, then I feel like Okay, so what can I do instead of going shopping? What can I do uh, instead of spending money? What what can I mm-hmm. do that's not, how can I blow off some steam? How can I feel better without pulling out my wallet or pulling out my credit card or without going to Amazon.com? So what are some things when I used to run? I don't run now because, you know, right, that's a story for another day. But yeah, I used to go running. Mm-hmm. You could even call a friend and vent about whatever's going on. Or if you like me, if you like to sing and dance, put on your favorite playlist and sing and dance until you feel better. Yeah. Anything that's going to help you regulate your emotions, anything that would give you cause for pause, that's going to mm-hmm. make you stop and think about whether or not you really need to purchase that thing. Because when you pause, like Natty and I just said, you'll probably realize that I really don't need to be spending this money right now. And even if I spend it, I'm not going to feel better after I spend it. Right. Even though you might look cute in that dress and them shoes looking right, (laughs) still don't feel better. You see what I'm saying? So anything that that will give you cause for pause, like just think about what what are some other things that I can do instead of going shopping? What can I do? Right. Call somebody and say, look, girl, I literally wanted to punch Susie in the face today at work. And I need to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if that's what it is, then that's what it is. But just find, rather than going shopping, find find another coping mechanism to process whatever that emotion is. And you know what yeah. else will help you when you do that? Because y'all know by now, if y'all been listening long enough, y'all know that me and Natty love to journal. But what yep. I would suggest is when you do find what, say for instance, you did want to punch Susie, Susie in the face at work and you decided that I'm not going to punch Susie and I'm not going to go shopping. And you decided that instead of doing that, you know, maybe I'll go for a run and, and release, you know, whatever it is that I'm feeling. How about you journal about that and talk about and be like, today, Susie pissed me off, but instead of going shopping and spending money like I normally do, I did whatever you did. I went for a run. And then talk about how that made you feel to respond differently. Yeah. And then you know what you can do? 
every time Susie piss you off, you go back and read that so you don't punch Susie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you go back and read it because it's. I, I find that when I go back and read my journal, it's refreshing for me to see how much I've grown. Yes, from doing it is. things the way that I used to do it. So I suggest, like, if you when, when you recognize a trigger, find another coping technique. Then journal about every time something triggered you and you didn't go shopping, you didn't spend money because you were you, because you were experiencing an emotion. Write about it, and then. Once you've written about it, reward yourself with something that doesn't cost money. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's an activity. That's that's like a quest. It's like, what yes. can I do? <laughs> reward yourself with something that doesn't cost money. So, I was thinking about this before before we hopped on. Like, what are some things that don't cost money? And it is a quest. Like, I'm like, like what? Like, you could take a nice bubble bath. I personally mm-hmm. enjoy. A bubble bath, light some candles, just sit up in there and treat myself to a bubble bath. Because in my younger day, when my children were smaller, it was very rare rare for me to even have quiet bath time because somebody always needed something. So you can treat yourself to a bubble bath. If you have some some good wine that you've been saving for a special occasion, pour yourself that glass of wine because it's a special occasion. Go ahead and drink that glass of wine. You like Natty said, you can even read a book. Yeah, go to the library. I think you said you went to Barnes Noble. Yeah, because I can walk there. Yeah, so anything like, or even indulge in a guilty pleasure. Y'all know, y'all know my favorite guilty pleasure is um something involving chocolate, maybe. No, but I do love chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, that's not it. You know, my favorite guilty pleasure is I love watching. Bad black movies. <laughs> <laughs> when I say bad black movies, like when the acting is so bad, but it's just like it just pulls me in. It's like I cannot change the station because I'm just like, oh, this is just horrible. But something about it is so good. And it just like to just sit there and watch it. It's just like that moment when you realize like you really enjoying this bad black movie. <laughs> That's probably like a lot of people watching like a bunch of like trash reality TV. Yes. And it's just like, it's just something about it just, just pulls me in. And so I often find myself when I'm not having a good day, I often find myself uh, scrolling. You can't girl, ain't none on Netflix. So don't even look for them on Netflix. No, I haven't seen. There are some channels like I think Bounce. Mm -hmm. Channels like that. If you can find, I'll watch it for hours at a time. Just one bad black movie after another. So yeah, do some stuff like that. Those things don't cost money. You can go for a walk if you live some somewhere where there's um like a lake or anything like that. Go sit out by the lake, yeah. sit on a bench in a park. Yep. Anything, and even if it's going to cost you money, you can do like Natty said, like a cup of cup of coffee. I think you said it was like a dollar and seventy five cents. I don't know because I make my coffee at home, girl. But, uh... <laughs> oh, I do that too. I just like... <laughs> Right. You don't so, go to Starbucks. You know, if you go to cookout, yeah, it's gonna be like two dollars. So yeah, so I mean, but that's that's a lot cheaper than twenty, thirty, forty, or even two hundred dollars because emotional mm-hmm. spending can take you up into the hundreds. So yeah, just find some like reward yourself for having found another coping technique. Yes. Recognize your triggers. So these are the three things that I recommend. Recognize your triggers. What is the thing that throws me into frenzy that makes me want to go shopping? Once you recognize what that trigger is, find a different coping technique, whatever that might be. When you find your coping technique, journal about it. 
journal about what you did differently and how it made you feel. And then reward yourself with something that costs little or no money. I recommend no money until you get the spending under control. Yeah. Because yeah. You know what I'm saying? That could be a trigger yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. So I recommend something that costs Wanting nothing. to reward yourself when you've done something, yes. you, you could accomplish something that, yes, that mm-hmm. can actually end up being could, a trigger. Exactly. <laughs> that can be a trigger too. So until you can get the emotional spending under control, because there's, there's this emotion that everybody loves. It's called a happy emotion. And so until you can get all of the emotions, uh, emotional spending under control, let's not even spend money on a happy emotion. But yeah, so until you can get under control, then let's just work at the no cost rewards. And it, it can be done. There are no, You probably can Google rewarding yourself without spending money and come up with tons of suggestions. So yeah, those are, those are my suggestions to um, break the cycle of emotional spending because at the end of the day, like I said, it's for me, it's about legacy. Like what legacy do you want to leave behind with your children? A lot of people, when they think about legacy, I'm just going to say this really quick. They think about stuff, material things that they, that they want their children to have when they're gone. But for me, the life I live before them is a legacy that I want. I want them to be proud of the life I live. That's the legacy I want to live behind. And so, it's, for me, it's more about the person that I am that for them or a word to them than it is about leaving them some material things behind. For me, when I think about legacy, it's a lot of similar things. It's about patterns of, of living, patterns of moving through life that my, my kids noticed about me and they end up doing the same things. And yeah, unlike what you said about emotions, patterns can definitely be positive or negative. And I know that there are, de- there are negative patterns that I've engaged in that, and it's so weird because a lot of times those patterns that we engage in, we can be really blind to how detrimental they are until we see that our kids are doing similar things or they have similar mindsets. And they're like, how did they... How are they? Why do they think like that? Oh, they got that from me. Oh, so all of this working on ourselves that we do and, and the healing that, we, that we're getting in our lives and, and just the, the wholeness that we're cultivating mentally and emotionally, it's not just for us. It's so that we can change the or lessen the amount I guess, of, of negative patterns that we engage in in the day-to-day and increase the amount of positive patterns that we engage in daily so that our kids see more of that and they end up emulating more of that. Because the fact of the matter is they, they do more of what, what we do than what we say to do. So they're following our example even if even when we don't realize it, even when we don't know it. So... Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of legacy. And as far as like rewarding ourselves um, for doing, for doing, you know, for just accomplishing anything, I do still tend to go and treat myself. But normally, again, it's like I'm not. I I don't know that I've ever spent, you know, a ton of money on anything in any given day or whatever. But 
I'll go and get some, uh, you know, an art supply or whatever. But I'm, even with that, I'm using a coupon every single time. I don't ever pay, pay. I don't ever pay full price for anything. But what with what you were saying about stuff that doesn't cost a lot of cost a lot of money or doesn't cost any money, I've, I'm someone that, that likes to go for a drive. So I mean, yeah, there's gas money if you if you if you don't have a full tank of gas or half tank of gas or whatever. But a lot of times I'll just just get in the car and I'll just drive and just listen to music and clear my head and then come right back home. Um, but at home, you know, like you were saying, like just take good care, take good care of yourself, indulge in something. Like I used to give myself facials a lot. Oh, yes. and a good facial. Yeah. It's been a, it's been years since I've had a good bubble bath. Cause I just, with, yes. with all these kids, I just don't have it like that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I used to love doing stuff like that or, even just vegging out watching Netflix, like you said, you know, watching a bunch of bad movies, do that. And you, you can, I, I like to actually sit around and just cruise Netflix or Hulu and binge watch something and just relax. So there are definitely things that um, can work. And those things can also work as rewards because it's like, okay, I've done this work, I've accomplished this work, now I'm going to rest because I deserve it, you know? So the bottom line is, if you want to avoid financial dysfunction, if you want to avoid passing that financial dysfunction down to your children and your children's children, we have to do better with our spending. We have to do better with managing our money properly. And the only way to do that is to recognize your triggers, find some different coping techniques, and that's that. And I know it. I'm saying it all matter of factly, like, you know, yeah, I can just do that and and I'm going to be cured from emotional spending. But that's not what I mean. I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to take time. It takes time. time. <laughs> it takes time. It takes discipline. It takes the willingness, the desire yeah. to want to change. So I'm not saying it like, oh, yeah, I can stop doing this today. That's not what I'm saying mm-hmm. because it's it's a learning process. And I probably wouldn't be doing as well as I'm doing with it now if I weren't trying to grow a business and spending money unnecessarily is not an option for me right now. (laughs) Uh There are forces that contribute to me not doing like I used to do. So I'm not saying it like, oh yeah, it can be done instantaneously. That's not the message I'm trying to do, but just start. Small steps. Like we say about everything, baby steps. So. One day at a time. If you mess up, give yourself some grace and do and try it again. There you go. Any closing remarks, Nati? I'm just going to hop on, piggyback on that word that you just said, grace. You deserve it. You really deserve it. So give it to yourself in spades. Life is hard enough out here. Don't ever think that you are worthy of grace because you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all right. Again, we hope we have imparted some wisdom on emotional spending. If you would Certainly like hope to. hope so, because we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this girl. <laughs> I cannot with you, daddy. I cannot. <laughs> We've lived, okay? Yes, We've we have. Things. We yes. have insight on experiences. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we're not therapists, okay? <laughs>
we have lived a lot of life and we have made our fair share of mistakes and bad choices. So I feel like we are definitely in a position to impart some wisdom. Yeah, we can definitely say, so yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. that And here's why you shouldn't do it. Yes, we can definitely say that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, anywho, we do know what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I'm just joking. (laughs) So yeah, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Shades of Strong across all platforms. Let us know if you think we know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, after 45 and what'd you say, almost 50 years in a Yes. Yes. Respectively, yeah. We know what we're talking about. We know some stuff. We know know things. (laughs) Exactly. We know things. Yes, we do. So yeah, leave us a voice message at shadesofstrong.com. Send us an email at hi at shadesofstrong.com. Whatever suits your fancy. And we will see you all right back here next week. Peace.